Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mama Said. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Jamie. I feel like it's been a while. Well, I just got back from a week in New York. Um, Which you have to tell us all about. Yes, for and forgive me if my um, my accent is a bit thicker today because you know when I spend a week on Long Island, I've, you just kind of like relax back into it. For me, we're rewatching Sopranos, so it like doesn't phase me because I just You're watch you every night and like hearing this like thick accent every night. As I'm not going to start. Sleep. Well, I won't be like let's talk about it. But how I used to. I think you should. But <laughs> maybe I should get back to, maybe that's just, I need to get back to my roots. Maybe that's where <laughs> I'll really do. find my groove again. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, um, but yeah, okay, we just got back from New York late last night. So, well, you, I'm going to let you go first because, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you have I'm a lot clearly tired because I've been up since 4 a.m. because of jet lag and time difference for my littles. Mm-hmm. But uh, you go first because then I'll do my one feel after you. Okay. Mommy win, fail. Mommy win. <laughs> mommy fail. Okay. My mommy win is plain and simple. Remember that whole Delta thing? Yeah. Someone reached out and got me po- uh, my money back. Woohoo! My, if you guys don't know, my a gift certificate, a really big one, had expired, and I promised my husband that I would book a flight, so it didn't expire, and I promised and promised and promised, and I never looked. And then the day I looked, it expired the day before, and I felt really, really shitty. So anyway, I put it on this podcast, and someone listened to the podcast and who works at Delta and helped me. How cool and is that? I am just so grateful. If she's listening, thank you so much. What's it's, her name? Well, I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Because we can't say. We can't say, but I just want to say that she is a mensch. She is amazing. Uh, way, I'm I thinking about her all I the time. I was CC'd on those, on yeah, those you were. DMs, but uh-huh. I didn't want to like creep into the convo, but you I quickly have. like scrolled you back. happy for me? So, so happy for you. So <laughs> nice. Just people helping people. Like that makes me so feel nice. so good. I almost... I basically did shed a tear and I told well, my you're husband. you're famous was, now, Jenna. This is what happens. I'm insta famous. I'm podcast, <laughs> podcast famous, um, but not. But, um, so but I just want to say thank you. It was a huge win. And it just made me feel really good. And it made me think that there are really good people out there. And there are. Okay. Uh, well, mommy fail. You know how I've been feeling shitty for like the last two months mm-hmm. ever since I got back from Cabo? And I say it every time. And I ask our producer, Travis, if he has Advil every single mm-hmm. day. And I'm like, this is not right. I went to, finally went to an ENT. I went to a couple. One, nothing. He said, you're fine. The second one I went to yesterday and I was like, I need to figure out what's wrong with me. I feel like I have mono. I feel lethargic. I don't feel good. I've been feeling like this for two months. Something is really, really wrong with me. And I said, I, I want to say it's my sinuses. Um, I'm not coughing. I'm not anything. He took an x-ray. He said, you are, you have a terrible, terrible sinus infection that you probably had for two months. The um, He goes, you have zero oxygen or a blockage on the left side, which I feel, and it's fine on the right. And he goes, you probably can't smell. I can't smell 
anything. Oh like when gosh. Daisy poops, I can never smell, uh, which is a good thing. Hence that diaper. Uh, but he said no, the number one um, thing is lith- lethar- you're lethargic. Yeah. And I, when I tell you I, I've been lethargic and headaches every single day, it has wiped me out. And I've been depressed about it because I get scared about my health a little yeah. bit. So my mommy fail is that I didn't really listen to my body that much. That's one of my mommy fails. And I, I finally am getting it fixed. I'm on a heavier antibiotic now and I'm not contagious whatsoever. But he said it's just been brewing for two months. Oh, and well, I'm, I'm finally so glad gonna you feel got to better. the bottom of it. Um, thank you. And then another mommy fail is I, my Daisy dropped something on my grandma's um, Lalique crystal bowl that she just gave me from a long time ago. It's this beautiful bowl. I put Daisy this morning on my dresser and she dropped something on it and it sucks. It sucks. Did it crack? I, it, or it, oh, it cracked. It cracked. Sorry, did I you leave didn't that out? Say it that. cracked. I'm really <laughs> upset about it because she waited to give it to me like for a really long time. And then another thing cracked. My windshield cracked the other day. I saw that. A rock or something dropped from the sky. I thought I was getting shot at, and my whole windshield <laughs> is cracked, and it keeps going, 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 and it keeps cracking more. So I have to take it in. Um, those aren't fails. Those are just shitty things that happen to you. You didn't, that's not your fault. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we're just, we'll, we'll just say sorry for that. Thank you. That's not a fail. I just feel like I'm like failing. Is, does that make You're sense? You're on the upswing. We finally found out what's wrong. You're going to be feeling better. So let's, yeah. let's take the positives out of this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, babe? Um, well, when is another successful cross country trip with both my boys i call me like a travel expert now i guess you like are. i'll be giving you my tips soon people um yes but two smooth five and a half six and a half hour flights with my kids i take as a major 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 win because i think i've told you and if not at some point i will share the terrors and the horror stories that i've had of traveling with my children um so i take that as a big win um you know look it doesn't it it involved obviously a lot of wrangling and my back is killing me and i'm you know snacks and i i didn't rest during the flight but they weren't screaming and there was no apologies needed to be given so i take it as a win we had a great trip in new york my fail so I think this is going to um, hopefully bleed in to be able to talk to you with our guest today because I need a little bit of advice for this. So my husband and I had two days in Manhattan by ourselves. We left our kids with my parents on Long Island and uh, because I had um, a little like medical thing with a doctor in New York. All's good, but just a checkup. And we had a little us time. And he looked at me on day two and was like, hey, we're best friends again. We haven't fought at all. Do you remember what this is like? And we, I just realized that whenever we're alone, we're great. But when we're around our kids, we really struggle as a couple. We have a really hard time communicating. We have a really hard time connecting. And even when the kids are asleep, it just bleeds into that. And it's just like when mm-hmm. we get those moments of kind of like take a deep breath and it just... It made me feel like a fail because it's just, I feel like we can't figure it out. And, you know, I understand we're in the trenches with this age right now, but it was definitely like an eye opener for me of just like, 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'll take responsibility that I think a lot of the times I'm super short with him and I'm probably not as nice or as patient as I am when I'm not around my kids because my kids get my number one attention and he doesn't. And during those two days, he had me fully. Um, so we got to figure something out. It was the same for us kind of when we were in Cabo. I mean, we had the best time ever, but um, at home, we have been arguing and I get it. Kids, it's, I'm stressed with the kids and I yeah. take it out on Neil. Yeah. And he's stressed at work and he comes home to the kids. And so I want to talk about something else. Yeah. After. Okay. I, I, we're I, I have be, a lot to talk about. You guys, we're going to be right oh back with Dr. Jen Mann. Um, we're going to be talking about toddler discipline and timeouts, um, but maybe we can touch on this a bit as well. We, we're going to take so. a quick break and be right back. I'm still so into GenuCell. I genuinely <laughs> use it. I genuinely do too. And doesn't that anti-wrinkle, like the serum and that cream on top, like feel really good on your, like, I just feel so like I took care of myself at night when I put it on. It feels good. I Anything that has steps and then I follow them. Yes. Feels like I I'd actually read really the, responsible. I read the back and it says, now you do this one next. And I was like, oh, okay, oh I, I have that. I love when they do that. Yeah. Love, love, love yes. when they do that. Well, join us, ladies, because for this week only, get the GenuCell jawline treatment absolutely free when you order the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness. And with its instant effects, you see results in the first 12 hours, Jen and I can attest, guaranteed, or your money back. Yes, indeed. So go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com or text MAMA to 77453. And for a limited time, Chamonix will include a second surprise luxury gift free. I love surprises. I love surprises. And gifts. I'm going to send you a surprise gift. Please. It'll be GenuCell. <laughs> so Great. text MAMA to 77453 or visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Okay, we are back. Our guest today, you guys, what does she not specialize in? She is one of the most well-recognized psychotherapists in the country. She's known as the host and therapist for VH1's hits Couples Therapy and Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She is a best-selling author of several books, including The Relationship Fix, Super Baby, 12 Ways to Give Your Child a Head Start in the First Three Years, and The A to Z Guide to Raising Happy, Confident Kids. I could go on, but let's just get her out here and have her help us, please. Welcome, Dr. Jen Mann. Thank you. Thank Great to you. be here. We have so much to talk about. Oh, oh. my good, my yeah. gosh. We yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, we want we. I think Jen and I both are very much struggling with toddler discipline right now, and like the ideas of timeouts and staying consistent. Do mm -hmm. you feel like? Because I, I just feel like yeah. I'm all over the place, and I have a, a lot to say about that. Can I address first what you were talking about Please, before yeah. the break yes. about your relationship? And and actually, the studies of relationships show that there's a severe dip in marital satisfaction after children come for a few years. Oh, I can, So I what can you're experiencing is a hundred percent normal. And, and, and like you're saying, your fuse is short. You've kind of ex like, we only have so much energy in a day. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of it goes to toddlers. I remember when my girls were toddlers. And How old like, are they now? They're 12. Okay. They're twin girls. I, w- I was telling Jamie before, the first year almost killed me. Okay. They were two for two with severe, severe reflux and severe oh. colic. Oh, can oh you imagine? Gosh. It two? was brutal. <sighs> Just projectile vomiting oh. and screaming and crying around the clock. Oh. It was like the exorcist times <laughs> yes. two all the time. So I, I really get where you guys are coming from. And we only have so much energy in a day. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone telling me when my girls were toddlers or reading somewhere that I think it was at like around 18 months, between 18 months and three years, that like you're no, you, as a human being, you will never have as much energy as you do at that age. Oh. oh. And I was like, oh, that explains so much. Not only do you have the most energy you'll ever have, but you also don't have reason yet. Yeah, and a lot of the a time as parents, we are fooled because once or between like 18 months and three years, they're able to follow some instructions. So we go, oh, we're in the clear. But well, they can follow instructions. They don't understand the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it doesn't translate necessarily to other things. Like, oh, she doesn't want me to do this. Oh, it's a logical conclusion that I shouldn't do that. They're just like, okay, I won't do this this time in this moment. Yes, it doesn't stick with that. No. So it, it's an incredibly difficult age and it's incredibly difficult on a marriage. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always recommend that all parents do is to, well, a few things. One is to come up with a parenting philosophy together to sit down and kind of write it out. Like mm-hmm. what is important to us? What are our priorities? Because then when it comes to, when you have a conflict, instead of, no, we're going to do it my way. No, we're going to do it my way. We tend to get into power struggles with our partners. Mm. Instead, you can go, okay, what is our parenting philosophy and what decision most supports our parenting philosophy? Then it's not like you win or I win. It's like our philosophy wins. We're in this together. And yes. it creates more of a sense of camaraderie. I feel like so much, yeah. so many of our fights is around like who disciplined him or like who agreed with how, like yeah. even last night I was like, yes, you can watch a show before bed because we had gotten home from the airport. I needed to just wash bottles and do stuff. And I knew he wanted me to lay down with him. And my husband comes in and he's like, why is he watching a show? Yeah. And I said to him, I pulled him aside. I was like, you always think that you always get set up to be the bad guy. And you always, because my, my son kind of picks my side and things. Sure. And I said, you're making us seem like we're not on the same team right now. Like yeah. you, I didn't then, choose to make him. But then what I would ask is, what's your philosophy on screen time as a couple? When it can, honestly, when it's convenient for us, we ask him to have screen he's, time. He's not opposed he's, to it, right? Yeah. He's not opposed yeah. to screen time. And and honestly, my son doesn't ask for it ever. Yeah. It's only when we ask him, can you play with your iPad for a couple of minutes while mommy does this with your brother? Or mommy needs to just do some laundry. Can you watch an episode of Team Umi Zoomy? And then I'll put sure. you to bed. And and he's five? He's to- Yeah, he's five and a half. Okay. And look, my philosophy on screen time is kind of hardcore. It's one of the things that people have the hardest time yeah, with. No, I'm not the best. I am it. too. Yeah. And I'm and, hardcore about it. Yeah. And, you know, look, the studies show, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics says no television before and no screen time before the age of two. But mm-hmm. when you really look at the research, and I talk about this a lot in Super Baby, I have a whole chapter about screen mm-hmm. time. The research shows that between two and three is a gray area. That for some kids, it's a fairly neutral experience. For other kids, it's actually detrimental and it reduces language acquisition. It, it and it's quite problematic. My daughters, and look, I'm not a perfect mom and I'll share some of my mommy fails later, yeah. but my kids didn't watch until they were three and a half at all. 
people thought I was crazy. We would go to people's houses, their TV on, and literally I'd pull them out of the room. I'm a little bit crazy that way, but I had just read so much of the research. The benefit in my family of that was that what happened was my kids didn't have that. I didn't have it. So they learned to entertain themselves without Mm -hmm. a screen, Mm -hmm. which I think this new generation of kids is really lacking. Yeah. They, they they learned how to pick up a board book and sit in their crib and read it. They learned how to play with a toy. They learned how to do more at some interactive things. Mm -hmm. And then also I was in a position where I didn't, I wasn't dependent on it. And I was able to say like, here's a book. I'm going to take a shower while you're in your crib. Uh-huh. So I'm just kind of putting that out there because I think we tend to get too dependent. No, I'm, and I, I'm and I terrible it. about it. Yeah. And I, I, I hear yeah. you and, and yeah. appreciate you about that because yeah. Jen and I, this, we're definitely different about that. Well, and I didn't wait till three and a half. Yeah. Um, my son, just like millions of other little boys, he doesn't, he has like two speeds. He runs and then he sleeps. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I never let him like sit and watch movies and movies and movies. But when he was around two, I let him watch like Sesame Street. Sure. And then he actually, and he had a really amazing vocabulary. And I think, um, if he didn't, I probably wouldn't put him in front of a TV at all. Sure. Cause I'm, I, I, I know that, you know, it could, it could stop that. And, but I had to, like, he needs, it's his yeah. only time to sit, sit and relax. And, yeah. and he can, he can play by himself too, but the TV at like age yeah. two is really helpful for him. And I don't let him like sit. He won't, he sure. won't even sit for long. Yeah. I mean, he'll like, 45 minutes max, and then he wants to get up and play. And my daughter is 15 months, and she's never watched TV before. Wonderful. But with that said, it's going to happen soon. Sure. Um, and because she I, has a sibling who's of an age where he's yeah, watching it, it yeah, I do, I do pull way. her out of the room. But, um, but I am like, if you know, she's not as verbal as my son was at at her age. So like, I. I probably wouldn't just yeah. at two, like plop her in front of a TV. Absolutely. Um, I have to see what happens. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's hard. It's and hard. It, it's also hard to co-parent no matter how much you love your partner. It's really hard to co-parent because I, and I think that as moms, we have such strong feelings, mm-hmm. such that protective mama bear instinct. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, something as simple as like, Hey, why is he in front of the TV? It feels like life or death. Mm-hmm. How could you insult me in yeah, front of yeah. our child? Like, that, how we, could you disrespect me? And so we tend to have big reactions and are like, we get triggered and then we react and it kind of takes the marriage down kind of a negative spiral in terms of communication. And it, it, it's, it's important, you know, first of all, to make sure you guys are on the same page. And if you guys say, Hey, we're not going to do this. If you want to make an exception that you kind of say to your husband, Hey, I really like to put in front of the TV for a few minutes. I know that this is not what we usually do. Are you cool with that? And I have a feeling he'll feel respected enough that he will probably give more leeway than if you just do it and then he feels disrespected and pissed. Well, I think I get annoyed because he's not around a lot of the time because he's working. It's not his choice. I mean, he's, he has a job, but I, I, I'll just be like, don't you think I'm respond like, or he'll comment on what I'm feeding them, or oh, well, I see that he had a he had a big like cookie earlier. Like I was like, do you understand that he had cucumbers and hummus and and yeah. broccoli for lunch and this and like like do you not think that I have this under control and I get very well, upset about that? Well, it sounds like you get defensive, very that, 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 so. that we tend to as moms view it as an attack on our motherhood. Yes, it's not just a cookie; it's 
it's an attack on your motherhood. And you can turn to him and it, and have a moment where you take a breath and go, how lucky am I that I have a husband that actually cares what my kid eats, cares about his nutrition. Yeah, you're right. I'm really lucky. As annoying as this is, like, that's kind of great and able to go, tell me a little bit what you're concerned about, honey. Are you worried about him having too much sugar? Are you worried about he, that he's not getting enough nutrition? You know, I was playing, I gave him this cookie kind of thinking I wasn't giving him dessert tonight because right. it will balance out. Let me know. What are your thoughts? Like being inclusive and it's hard, especially when you have a hardworking husband who's is off working and then he comes home and wants to be involved. Mm. It's easy to forget like it's his kid too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he does get a say. That's interesting. I, I have a couple things to ask before we get into it. But sure. um, is there a quick fix? So what's been happening with my husband and I is we'll, we're bickering a lot and mm-hmm. we're overworked and overtired. And I know that's why. We'll start fighting in front of Milo, who's my son, or Daisy, whatever, but um, Milo's picking up on it. And I want to say, like, we need a safe word to, like, stop us mm-hmm. almost because we're, like, not in front of Milo. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. If, he's feel strong, sure. if he feels strongly about the argument, he'll keep going. And I'm like, stop, stop. Yeah. But if I feel strongly, I'll yeah. keep going. And he's like, stop. Don't do this in yes. front of the kids. I so absolutely. Like, I have the answer for you. One hundred percent. What is the quick yeah. fix okay. to stop? Okay. In front here's, of kids. here's what you have to do, and, and, and you know we're going to talk about timeouts for kids. I'm not a big fan of timeouts for kids, and we'll talk we'll talk mm. about why in a bit. I'm a huge fan of timeouts for grownups. I think they're one of the most important relationship skills that you can integrate into your relationship. And what I recommend is, and I talk about this in my book, The Relationship Fix, that what you do is you have a conversation with your husband when you're not upset, when you're not worked up, when no one's triggered, when it's calm, when it's Mm -hmm. good, when the kids aren't around and say- When is that? That's the problem. It's like, I don't have that time. Maybe at nighttime, like you're washed up, you're in bed, hey- you know, I read this book, The Relationship Fix. I talked to this therapist. He, she recommends that we start taking timeouts. And, and here's what I'll tell you is that when we are angry and triggered, we go into our primitive brain. Mm-hmm. You have to abandon all hope of having a rational, effective conversation with your partner when either one of you is triggered. Mm-hmm. And it's really important before things get out of control. A lot of the time I'll say to, to couples in my practice, okay, think of your anger and volatility on a scale from like zero to 10. 10 is like you're like you've exploded, you're freaking out, you're screaming, you're yelling. At what's your point of no return? Because we all have one. And yeah. typically people say like, oh, a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. So what I say is you want to constantly be taking your temperature. And when you're a five, you want to take a timeout and say to your partner- I just took a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and be able to say to your partner- and, and it's better if you're able to take responsibility and go, I think I'm getting too worked up. I think I'm too emotional. I think I'm too triggered. I think I'm too angry. I think I'm too whatever. Fill in the blank right now. I think I need to take some time out to calm down. Can And here's the key. You don't just say like, okay, I'm calling a timeout. Right. We're done. What you do is is you say, hey, I think I need a timeout. Then you make a plan of when you're going to talk about it. Can we reconvene in an hour? Can we sleep on it and talk about it in the morning? You make an appointment and to talk about it. And the other person has to be on board. And, 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 and look, it's hard. Won't yeah. your kid kind of pick up on that? It's it, a great model. It's a great it's thing a for great your model. Because my, yeah. see, I have this like, I wrote down, my husband and I together wrote yeah. down a list of things last night yeah. to ask you about. And I'll, I'll, I'll go through the list, but I, I think more than anything, we worry at the end of the day. 
I feel like we're inconsistent with our discipline. And then mm-hmm. I feel like we end up fighting with each other in front of him. Yeah. And then I just worry so much about screwing him up. Of course, we all do. We, like, as I'm moms, we, li- so... we live in fear of screwing our kids up. And, and look, here's the thing. We're all going to screw our kids up a little bit. Yeah. It's just a matter of so what funny because <laughs> I Because I look at you and Cutter as such good parents. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you can't screw them up. You guys are two really loving parents. I know you guys might argue sometimes and we do too. But I truly think that you're such good parents that you won't screw him up to a point of being screwed up. But, but but here's the thing. Look, I'm a I'm a parenting expert. I've written two best-selling yeah, books yeah. on it and I make mistakes. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be a day where my kids are in therapy and they call me and say like, totally. here are the things you screwed up on. Yeah. Let's talk about it. But what you have to do is have the foundation of, I know my child knows he or she is loved, mm-hmm. is adored, is seen, is heard, is understood. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that can be worked through because you want your kid to be able to one day say like, hey, here's where you screwed up, mom. Like, yeah. let's let's talk about it. And they'll do better with their kids. Uh, uh, and, and also- And we're doing and better with yeah. our yeah. parents. It's, exactly. But going back to what you were saying before mm-hmm. about the conflict, what you were saying is it's okay for kids to see parents fight. The studies show if it's volatile fighting, if it's screaming, yelling, if it's physical, if it's that's not okay. No. That that will create anxiety and you will mm. end up with a highly anxious kid. Absolutely. It's okay for them to see a disagreement if, and here's the big if, they see you work it through to resolution. Okay. Even if they see the work. Correct. Okay. But here's the thing. If you're having that kind of conversation with your husband, what I would recommend is to just have an agreement. Let's talk about this in private. Like if either one of us says, Hey, let's go, let's talk about this in private or let's go in the other room. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and your kids will go, Oh, okay. They're on the same team. They went in the other room and they came back together on the same page. And that's a positive. Mm-hmm. See, I've definitely like rolled my eyes at my husband or just Oh, don't do that. A study show, that's like Well, that's, my son does it now. Yeah, no, when he yeah. says stuff, he'll be like, Oh, yeah. you're always take forever, Daddy, because I'll say that yeah. under my breath, like, God, he always takes forever. Like You can't do that. We, yeah. Uh, and know. also here's here's the thing. Oh, no. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something and you're never gonna roll your eyes again. Okay. There there's a guy named John Gottman who is one of the top researchers when it comes to relationships. And he what he does is he puts puts couples in these apartments. He hooks them up to electrodes. He monitors every oh, yeah. word. They have like a two-way mirror. He monitors every word they say, every heartbeat, ev- like everything. He can predict divorce with 97% accuracy. Oh, and he talks about the four horsemen of, of doom for a relationship. But one of the things that he specifically says is the studies show that when you roll your eyes at your partner, you're far more likely to get divorced. Oh, no. So don't do it. Oh, oh God. Yeah. So Uh-oh. don't like cut it out. I'll help you. You yeah. help me. Yeah. So like you oh want to put the kibosh on that behavior, like stop yourself. Because now that you're aware, and I've told you it's now you're going to be like, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to get yeah. divorced. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. You Whoa. don't want that to happen. Whoa. So you really have to watch it. And it's also, look, it is, it's disrespectful. It's teaching your son the behavior, which he's clearly picked up. Yep. And, and, and it shows contempt. Right. Like, yeah. You don't want to be showing contempt. Contempt is one of the four horsemen. Right. Okay. I have yeah. another thing to say about relationships, but maybe I should save it. Or should you I talk about curious. it? Well, we're what? in it. Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's this ongoing argument, the number one argument that my husband and I always have, and we can't seem to solve it. And 
figure out how to stop it. And it goes like this. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I have help twice a week. He probably thinks half and half that my help is like, you know, having lunch with girls and getting manicures and da da da. But for me, I promise you it's not. Sometimes I'll get a manicure. I don't have I an every do. I, I don't yeah. have an every week thing. I don't even know why yeah. I have to explain myself. Like I don't get my hair done. I'm not like a shopper. I do errands, blah, 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 sure. blah. I don't need to explain to you. Yeah. But for him, he sees me as I have nanny days twice <laughs> a week. So this this is my free day to do whatever I want and check out. I don't do that, especially now that I have this podcast. I really don't do that because I do this on my nanny days. Sure. So that's what he thinks. For me, it's just free time to do all the errands, whatever. He works really hard, is the best dad, most hands-on dad. Um, he comes home. He's with the kids before bedtime, and then he like works a little bit. So, And then it's the weekend, So, and then it's with the kids. So for him, I have free time. And he never does. Mm -hmm. Sure. So he resents me kind of for kind of like having more free time than he does. And I'm like, I don't have free time. Like now, you know, I I promise you like this free time means that I'm returning everything and grocery shopping and doing everything that I need to, to keep this family going. I don't have full-time help and I work one of the days now on the podcast. And so I only have Wednesday and I pick up my son at two. So you think I have like from nine to four, but I take my little school and then I pick him up at two and then I have him from two to four and you know, whatever. So it's this ongoing, you have, you have a better Jenna because you have a nanny and I need my day. And, but then we're trying to figure out the money situation. Like we're trying to get on a budget. So we don't want another day for a nanny sure. to add on the weekend because we're trying to save. And yeah. so what is the freaking solution of us? Uh- one-upping yeah. each other yeah. and yeah. arguing about it. It's always... Like exhaustion competition. He's very resentful yeah. that he comes home, takes the babies, even though he loves them. Of course. He doesn't have dinner made on the table. Yeah. And just yeah. has zero time. What's lacking in your relationship on both <sighs> sides? Sorry, I'm like... Oh yeah, God. look, what you're going through is a hundred percent normal. And I, I can't tell you is. how often I, I hear this, but what's lacking in your relationship that needs to change is a culture of appreciation. Mm-hmm. You feel unappreciated and your husband feels unappreciated. Yeah. And sometimes, especially when you feel unappreciated, you have to be the leader in the relationship. And sometimes, am I allowed to say bad words? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you have to eat shit. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go because what we tend to do is we go, I'm not going to thank him until he thanks me. I'm not like until he recognized what a hardworking mom I am. Screw him. Like I'm not going to do it. Like I'm going to dig my heels in. And instead, what I recommend is create a culture of appreciation, model the behavior for him. When was the last time you thanked him for doing something that is one of the things he's supposed to do? I put in quotes. Well, thank you so much for working so hard and supporting our family. Kind yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so He's much for yeah. for picking our kid up from school. Thank you so much for coming home and giving me a, a hug and being such a great. Dad. I don't do that to him, and he doesn't do that to me. Right. Start. Okay. Create a culture of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Make him feel appreciated, mm-hmm. even if you don't right now. You are far more likely for him to turn around if you're modeling the behavior. And look, I, like, I consider myself a pretty hardcore feminist, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. As women, we tend to be leaders in the relationship when it comes to this stuff, yeah. when it comes to relationship dynamics. And if you create that culture, you're far more likely for him to go, oh, well, thank you so much for taking care of him. And, and then 
what happens is when you have a culture of appreciation in the relationship, you can have conversations. Mm -hmm. And and I think also what you need to be able to do is instead of him going, you know, I worked all day and I came home and dinner wasn't on the table and I'm so tired and you have two nanny days instead of going... Well, I'm exhausted myself and I'm racing after kids and I don't to be even like, get a manicure. I'm, I'm like, I have friends that have nannies five days and like, I wish I had more. Like, instead of competing, yeah. instead, hear him. Okay. Take a breath and go, it sounds like you feel really exhausted and depleted. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. You work really hard. Yeah. Because we tend to go, well, what about me? What about me? But what that does is then it creates this competition. And if you're able to go... I know this is really hard. Yeah. Like we're in this together. I see how hard you're working yeah. and I know how much you value having dinner on the table. And I'm sorry that it, that, it, that it wasn't there. I know it's really important to you. And that's something that makes you feel loved and it makes you feel really taken care of. It's so funny. That was actually me. a new comment. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. that I was telling you, one that I just yeah. heard last week. Yeah. He goes, I want dinner on the table. I'm yeah. like, excuse and me. And look, you can go like, you sexist pig. When yeah. this is 1940. <laughs> yeah. Or you can go. Okay, what does it mean to him to have dinner on the table? I would put money on it that it means I'm loved, I'm nurtured, I'm cared about. And appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always trying to prove yeah. to him that a mother's work during the day is harder than I – mean, It is. It, I, it, look, it is. And, yeah. But I can't because he yeah. will never experience that. But I'm yeah. always trying to fi- – I'm like, I – Everything is emotional. I pick up my kids. I I put out fires. I do this. And you're at work. And I shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, you're at work. You get to go outside. You get to talk to people. You get to sit at your desk or go up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, I should stop doing that because he'll never understand. Yeah. And, and, and it's it not also, fair. And w- the way you're conveying it because of the competitive nature of the way you guys are talking to each other about your struggles. Yeah. He's not open to hearing it. There's but no if you way. change the yeah. dynamic, he actually might hear it. Okay. You know, I, I remember when, after I had my girls and I was telling you guys that you know, they had severe, severe colic and reflux. Yeah. Two for two for the first nine months. My so hard. And, you know, I have a private practice and, you know, I do television, I do radio and all this sort of stuff. And I, um, had planned to kind of take, I don't remember how many weeks or like months kind of off. Mm-hmm. Literally two weeks after I had my kids, I was like, this is the most exhausting thing ever. Like I, I need to go to work. Like mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. to, like I need to do something where I feel competent, where I have a sense of mastery. And I was like, so I started doing phone sessions once a week. Like a couple weeks later, I was in the office once a week. And, you know, some might say, you know, oh, that's oh, terrible. Like, oh, she was back. No, I could not get back great. to work fast enough because it was so exactly what you're talking about. It was so exhausting and emotionally trying and that it, it's very hard to get a sense of mastery when you're parenting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would mm-hmm. agree with you. It's easier to go to the office. Not to look, the office is exhausting, has its own stresses and, and absolutely, but it's hard to understand what that experience is like to have that a hundred percent on you, two kids. It's a lot, but you're not going to get compassion from him as long as you're doing the competitive. I have it worse. No, I have it worse. No, I do. Instead have compassion. I do that, but I feel so, I was, I don't know if you noticed, I was like tearing up as you were talking about this because I think I do that, but Cutter doesn't. And I feel really bad because 
he does work so hard and he is a really hands-on dad and he constantly is telling me how much he appreciates me. Yeah. And I don't think I do that enough for him and I feel really bad about it. Well, you're going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Today's a new day. Yeah. And now you know. You didn't know better, so you couldn't do better. Now you do. Yeah. And I think that's why, and I get, then I get even more angry at him when he interjects, like you said, but it's his kid too. And we just have to communicate and then we fight in front of the kid. And then I think we also turn our frustrations onto Bo because he's five and a half. He speaks so well. And it's such a level that it's almost like you have to remind her. Like I said to him, I was like, he speaks to us like a little adult, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we have to remind ourselves that emotionally he's only five. Totally. And I'm, I try to be conscious of using like bad boy or things like that because he'll say to us lately, like, I'm the worst or I'm such a bad kid. But but let me, I'm going to even take it a step further. Not only should you not say bad boy, you shouldn't say good boy either. Mm -hmm. Because the premise is if you don't do this thing they just told you you're a good boy for doing, then you're a bad boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So what what we really want to do is create an atmosphere in the family where it's about being heard and seen and understood and appreciated and valued. Who doesn't love a tasty smoothie in the morning? The problem is, it's easy to get stuck on autopilot making the same smoothies every day. And even the best smoothies can start to get boring and predictable. So why not mix things up a little with Frozen Dole Crafted Smoothie Blends? They do all the hard work for you, pairing only the most delicious fruits together into unique blends, like taking a typical banana and berry smoothie and mixing it up with mangoes and refreshing limes and kiwis. Or you could treat yourself to a sip of paradise with a strawberry watermelon blend with delicious coconut. The best part, they're born to be blended. Each bag is perfectly proportioned with fruit that's frozen to lock in all those nutrients and flavor. And every piece is already washed and cut, so all you have to do is fill up your blender with one of the single-serving bags, add some coconut water, and then blend for an exciting smoothie. Dole Crafted Smoothie Blends. Find them in your frozen aisle. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Can't get enough of the amazing race? Then check out Now What with Jessica Graff on Podcast One. How sweet is that? Get all the details about this season as the former winner calls up players that get eliminated each week for some juicy mini-interviews. We accomplished more on Amazing Race than we did on Big Brother. (laughs) We were far more successful, so our crossover worked in our advantage. (laughs) Download new episodes of Now What with Jessica Graff every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. So so while we work on this, yeah. I think like in our marriages, then how do we do this with our kids? I think when they're frustrating us, because one of the things that I feel like Cutter and I, and it's me most of the time, but then it's us, us a lot of the time is that we fail at his consistency with discipline because mm-hmm. we'll try one thing and it's not working and then we'll try another thing and it's not working. Sure. Like even if I get to the point of yelling at him, yeah. now he starts laughing when I yell at him, which infuriates- Your husband does? No, my son. Yeah. Which infuriates me even further. Sure. And both of us were spanked growing yeah. up. Yeah. And I had like the- ultimate respect. I would have never answered back to my parents. I would have never raised a hand to my parent. Do you think that's because you were spanked? Because I was spanked. And same with Cutter. And I just, and we have not, we have not spanked Bo, but I've heard Cutter 
say a few like, do we need to start spanking you? Is this no, how? No, no. I mean, obviously, uh, we're not yeah, going to do yeah, it, yeah, but, and obviously, yeah. Bo's going to uh, say no. But we just feel like we're yeah. out of options because I'm going to give you options. Please, like today's your day. <laughs> um, yeah, and for the, I, I sent you guys Super Baby, right? Yeah, yes. okay. Yes. We started. Look, the the first chapter in Super Baby is all about respectful communication. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, just side note, and I talk about this in Super Baby, there's a, a whole section about spanking. The studies actually show that kids who are spanked actually have higher rates of drug use, smoking, sexually acting out, sexually transmitted disease, like all this sort of stuff. Oh, and it's right. One, one season on um, Couples Therapy, I think it was season six, Joe Budden was on my show. And Joe and I got into it because Joe was spanked as a kid. Joe He's Biden? Like, Joe Biden. Oh. Not Biden. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no, Biden. I was like, did I hear that correctly? Yeah, music, not, not, <laughs> not vice president. Okay, okay. Um, but so, and we really got into it. And he was like, you know, that, you know, my mom did that. And that was good parenting and blah, blah. And I was like, Actually, this is why that wasn't good for you. Mm-hmm. And and he's someone who's clean and sober. And we talked about kind of the connection between his drug use and alcohol and all that sort of stuff. Uh, about, I think it was about nine months ago, I went and did a session for Love and Hip Hop with him and his now fiance. And he they have a baby. And I said to him off camera, I said, so what do you think of spanking now? Are you going to spank your son? And he was like... No, I like, I can't believe I thought that it's so crystal clear to me now. Like, how could I do mm-hmm. that? And when we spank, what we teach our kid is the person with the power can hurt the person that they love. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to teach your son, we hit people we love. And you right. don't want your daughter to get the message. We let people who love us hit us. Yeah. Right, right. So what I always say about spanking is that the reason why parents spank for the most part is a moment of desperation. Yes, of course. And that's where you guys are. Mm-hmm. And what what I have found, and this is, and, and understand, I wrote Super Baby because, in all honesty, I don't like babies. I don't like <laughs> toddlers. I like kids. Mm-hmm. I'm a shrink. I talk to people. I get in their heads. I have conversations. Before I had my kids, I was like, what the f*** am I going to do yeah. with this blob for the yes. first year? I don't like, love the how, first yeah, I, like, year either. I, I don't like changing diapers. I don't like that kind of custodial care. Like, I'm just not a baby <laughs> person. So I was like, I am an obsessive researcher. So I was like, I have to know everything before these babies come. Mm-hmm. And I had written a parenting column for like 10 years. It was printed in 10 magazines. But this was kind of the, the toughest age for me. So what I found is that all this, all the research that I read that, that really made sense to me talked about how having respectful communication with your child creates a respectful feed loop. Mm-hmm. So if you're respectful with your child, your child is far more likely to be respectful with you. The other thing that parents tend to do that creates a lot of problems is that you say, do you want to get into your high chair? The answer is going to be no. Right. right. The answer from basically the time they can speak until at least three, maybe three and a half is always going to be no. Do you want to? Do you want to take a bath? Yeah. No. Please get do you, in. Do you want to eat your carrots? No. So don't ask the question. Uh, I always give, forget about that. Yeah, give two acceptable options because what you want to do is give your child the power. Mm. You want them to feel like they have a sense of autonomy. Do you want the peas or the carrots? Do you want to climb into your chair? Do you want me to help lift you? You're pretty much always going to get an answer. And if you don't, what you can do is say, you get to pick. It's your choice, giving the power back. If you aren't able to pick, mommy will pick for you. 
I always forget. What to if do they that. don't? What if they? He keeps saying no to both options, though. You just but, just but, say can say. Well, you, these are your two you, options. You have yep. to pick. Yeah, these are your two options, A or B. And if he says no, then you say no. It's not an option. You get to pick A or B. Mm. And if you don't pick, mommy's going to pick for you. I'd rather you pick. You have the power. You're the decider. Hmm. That's you know, you're the decider is power. Those are powerful, heady words to kids. And understand 18 months is an age where kids suddenly have this enormous sense of autonomy. They know what they want. They know how they want Mm -hmm. it, but they don't have the ability to articulate, no matter how great the vocabulary is, they don't have the ability to articulate it in a way it's they're not able to do it yeah so they may point to a toy and and you go oh okay here you want the yellow ball and they're thinking i want the yellow ball but i wish it had green dots and i wish you go to the store and go buy that for me but they're not able to say that so our job is to constantly be interpreting we'll constantly be narrating when in doubt with your child narrate Mm. i see you look you're really frustrated uh, you were pointing to the ball. Do you want the ball or are you pointing to something else? Yeah, it's funny. My daughter's at this stage right now where she'll point to something and I bring it to her and she knocks Throws it, it off. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then I pick her up. I don't know. And I pick her up. I say, will you point to mommy and show me what you want? And I'm like going around the room and she yeah. can't figure it out. I'm like, okay, let's see what else. You, like I, you know, yeah. I, I don't understand, but I try to give her the yeah. chance of showing me. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't know. You know, yeah. so she's throwing everything away. Sometimes they just don't know what yeah, they want. Yeah, exactly. Well, I found that, you know, with Bo, it was just him and I for the first two years. My husband was a professional baseball player at the time. I had no nanny. Yeah. So I was in the throes of just the unknown, the scary, the exhaustion, alone by myself. And I definitely made a shit ton of mistakes. Sure. I'm much more patient with... My littlest, Jack, um, I find like when he has a tantrum, I'll stay calm and be like, all right, bud. And I, I feel so bad for Bo that yeah. he didn't get that yeah. mommy. It's almost like I'm still that mom with Bo and then I'm the oh, other mom with Jack. Sure. And it's great that you have that awareness. I definitely because am aware. Yeah. I just, it's almost just like breaking the habit exactly. that I'm having the hard time with. Yeah. And I'm st- like, Days again, like bring yeah, yeah, taking the breath. But I just, I'm still so proud of Bo. Like you and I were talking before we started the show about like the private school stuff and just yeah. the the kid he was in all of these evaluations. Yeah. I'm so proud of like the confident, like enthusiastic little boy that he is, and it just makes me feel like okay, I haven't entirely f-ed him up. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> I really yeah. need to figure out how to be a better mom and disciplinarian for yeah. him because I just think that. We're in this like yeah. He doesn't know how to behave because I don't know how to discipline him. And, and and consistency is key, and also the way you communicate. You know, don't hate me for saying this. I won't. But my kids never threw a tantrum, and it's not because. I mean, look. Obviously, I think I have the most exceptional kids in the world. But it's not because of how exceptional they are. It's because of the way I communicated with mm-hmm. them throughout those first three years mm-hmm. that. I was constantly narrating. I was constantly, do you want choice A or choice B? Do you like, they were, they, I was consistent with the consequences. Mm. You know, when you come down the stairs, you know, you can't carry the toy going down the stairs, but when you get to the bottom of the stairs, I will give it back to you. And even if I didn't feel like giving it back to her, I gave it back to her. 
You know, mm-hmm. that it's, it's that kind of consistency that creates a safe place for kids where they tend to kind of calm down a bit. It's a lot of hard work on your part. It's to make- so much hard yeah. work. Oh my and God. And I, I could have that stuff, but I couldn't do all of it because I was just too tired to be consistent. Yeah. I yeah. forgot yeah. four seconds later what I was trying to be consistent about. And, and I do think it's important that on that, Wednesday, I think you said it was that you're not doing the podcast, that you have a nanny, that you actually do take that time for yourself. That, but that then you I go, feel like yeah. my husband's going to be like, where's my day? You know what? That's, that's okay. That, fault, that, yeah. Though. And that's okay. Then you know what? Get him a day. Then maybe on Saturday, you bring in the nanny for two hours so he can go out to breakfast with you or with a yeah. guy friend, like yeah. I, it, it's considered an investment in the marriage, oh, for sure. but he does need that. Yeah. And, and I think you I need know to he hear does. that he needs that I know he and does. find a way to help him to and have I'm it. I'm always telling him, make plans with your guy friends. Go on and make a yeah. guy's trip. Cause yeah. I, I love making girls trips and yeah. booking them. Um, it's what keeps me going yeah. and feeling sane. And he's always complaining that he doesn't do that and he's never yeah. going away. I'm like, plan something. I can't yeah. plan a guy's trip for you. Totally. Plan something. He doesn't. So maybe it's like, you can. But uh, maybe I, what, but what, what I would recommend doing is plan two hours. Yes. On, and Saturday, like on a Saturday or something. I'm trying to and, find and, someone. And, and, and say to him, I really heard you. Yeah. You're exhausted. You're working your ass off for this family. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. You deserve to have a couple hours on your, please. I like, I will take the kids. Go. Yeah. You know, like just do it for him. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, that shows, gratitude. It mm-hmm. shows appreciation. It creates a positive cycle. Yeah. So timeouts are clearly good for us yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and as, as yeah. couples and yeah. parents and individuals, but why aren't they good for kids? Here's the thing. Timeouts tend to be used in the wrong way. What parents tend to do, especially, you know, years back, there was that super nanny show where she's like, sit in the naughty boy chair. Right. Which is horrible. I mean, it's like, it, I was jumping out of my skin. Did you just when hear that, that um, uh, there was a teacher that was putting her children in timeouts. She was getting them naked <gasps> in a closet. It was somewhere no. in United States. And oh my god! Well, clearly that no. teacher was abused as a child. Clearly, yeah, it's um, horrible and hideous. Hideous, yeah. hideous. So, so oh. here's the thing: what the oh. way timeouts have been used historically has been that kind of mentality. You're a bad boy. You're crying. You're screaming. You're throwing a tantrum. Go sit in that naughty boy chair. Then what happens is there's a power struggle. Sit in that chair. He gets out. Get back in the chair. No, sit down. Like now you're power struggling about sitting in the chair. He's learning nothing. He's not learning to calm himself. He's not learning to soothe himself. He feels bad, which makes him more likely to act out. You know, kids that feel good act good. Kids who feel bad act bad. Mm-hmm. Anytime your kid is acting quote unquote bad, you want to look at what's going on. Is he too tired? Is he too hungry? Is, is he absorbing the stress in our family? Is he frustrated? Is he not, am I not narrating what he's seeing? Is he not feeling seen? What's going on? So, but if he, once you rest, so like, yeah. I'll say like, oh, he's definitely tired. He's definitely hungry. Yeah. We're definitely stressed and he's picking up, but he still shouldn't be saying, what the hell are you doing, mom? Like, or why the hell sure. are you making me? That's what he said to me the other yeah. day. What the hell are you making me put a jacket on? Where did he like, learn that? His cousins. Okay. Ah, but yeah. I was like, yeah. what? But how do I, 
yeah. I, I can recognize all of those yeah. factors, but then how do I not yell at him for doing that? Okay, well, because it's say, not his fault. Yeah. First, first of all, he doesn't really understand what it means. He's right. just parroting what he's heard. Right. And you can't take it personally mm-hmm. when a child who doesn't really understand his words is using words he just heard. Mm-hmm. So. Don't take it personally. Okay. Like so much of all of this is not taking it personally. Yeah. <laughs> you with your husband. Yeah. He probably thinks yeah. it's like yeah. cool to say it's you. Exactly. Well, and he yeah. bows such a kid that he'll yeah. do anything for a laugh. Yeah. But but don't give him <laughs> no. the laugh. Yeah. That's the important part. Don't give him the laugh. No. And look at him very seriously and say, it's not okay to talk to mommy that way. Okay. Mommy does not talk to you that way. Hmm. Mm. That's not okay. Mm. And if he does it again, then what you do is you take away the next fun thing. And you can say to him, if you do that again, then we're not going to go to the park. And you have to stick to it. Yes. That's no matter how big the meltdown, you stick to it. Okay. But when it comes to timeouts, what I do like is calm down time. Because I like for kids to have a place that they create like a little corner of their room or, you know, maybe like a corner in their crib or a, a, a space that is their calm down time. Because what's happening when your kid is worked up enough where you're thinking about a timeout, their emotions are out of control. And look, we've only known each other for maybe an hour now. Mm-hmm. You guys have both had your emotions out of control. You've just, just you've described it with your partner yeah, yeah, where you yeah. freaked out. How would you feel if your partner turned around and said, you're out of control. Go sit in the corner. I would be like, like no. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't it piss you off more? Like, okay, so I'm not allowed to feel my feelings. I'm not yeah. allowed to be upset. So you don't want the message to be, it's not okay to be upset. But yeah. what you do want the message to be is when we're upset, we work hard to calm down. Uh-huh. The ability to self-soothe is one of the most valuable things that you can give well, you your know, child. My five-year-old actually this morning, he was upset because his brother was playing on his drum set. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, look, I'm going to take Jack out of your room. I was like, come on. He's like, no, I'm going to stay in here for a few minutes and be sad. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And I was like, okay, I totally get why you're sad right now. Just come out when you're done. Yeah. But so in the thought of like taking a timeout, not a timeout, but like a moment for himself. Yeah, like a calm down time. So he loves my bed. He loves to be in my bed. So would I say, look, maybe you should go get a book and go sit in mommy's bed and take a couple of minutes. Would that be something good to say? And I think that you want to plan it in advance. Hey, you know, we've been using timeouts and I really thought about, and I don't think they're, they're great. We're going to start to do calm down time. And when you're upset, I want to help you to calm yourself down. Where do you think would be the best place to do that? What's your favorite corner of the house? What's have your them, like, favorite build a fort yeah, somewhere. Have him pick it. Give him, again, give okay. him the autonomy. Okay. The more you can let kids make the choices for themselves, the better off I'm they're going to so be. I'm feeling so much better. I'm, yeah. well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do that today. Yeah. I actually feel like I'm going to go home today. I'm going to put the, when I put the baby down for a nap and I'm going to be just with Bose. We don't have nanny today either. Like, it's just us. I'm going to say to him... How's is it good to yeah. say like because Bo and I always say like let's start over let's start over yeah. say so like hey Bo I don't mommy was thinking about it I don't like yelling at you I don't like getting upset at you I, I don't like fighting I don't even like the timeouts like let's start over and figure out a good way I wouldn't bombard him with all of that at once okay. I do one thing at a time one thing at I a would time. say I've been thinking about the timeouts okay I, and I don't think you even need to do a we're starting over like I think you just I've been thinking about it because also look who doesn't like when someone they love thinks about mm-hmm, them sure. and thinks about better ways to have a relationship sure. with mm-hmm. them. I've been thinking about our timeouts. I don't think that they're they're really great. 
And I'd like to tr- try doing something else. Let's instead do calm down time. Because one of the things I realize as a mom that I need to help you learn is to calm down when you're upset. So next time when you're upset, let's find a spot in the house. We can find it today. That's going to be your calm down place. And what, which one of your toys do you think you would want to have in that spot? Mm-hmm. And when it's time for calm down time, what you want to do is you want to be the, would you like me here to help you? Mm-hmm. And he may say, you, he sounds very autonomous and very aware. He yeah. may be like, I'd like to be sad with my toy by myself. I'm a, like, I'll, I don't need you. Or he may say, yes, please rub my back. In mm-hmm. which case, you you help him calm himself down. Yeah. Because that's the skill. I mean, my God, if we all knew how to calm ourselves down when we were upset, would right. we have like better relationships, better work, better everything? Yeah, everything. Yeah, I yeah. wish there was like, just like a light switch that yeah. went boop. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I'm okay, but there isn't. But but look, all of this is about learning to self-soothe and teach our kids how to self-soothe. One thing I want to add to what you, the two of you were saying about the marriage aspect mm-hmm. is marriages tend to get extremely neglected once kids come. And we tend to not prioritize it because we are pulled in so many directions. Mm-hmm. And especially as women, it, it's... Uh, I I know I feel it in a million directions, my relationship, my children, my work, like it's just, it's a lot. But it's really important to carve out that time with your partner. And I'm, I'm going to say something and you're going to go, how the f- do we do that? A minimum of 20 minutes every day where you have no screen in front of you, mm-hmm. where you talk to each other mm-hmm. and you just check in. <laughs> how was your day? How are you doing? We're doing that once a week right now. Okay. You're saying every day. Every day, 20 minutes. Yeah. At face-to-face time. And look, here's- We here's, can do it. We can do it. We can do it, Jenna. We can do it. Yeah. And here, we'll here's, remind each other. Here's, here's what will help you prioritize it. There's a guy named M. Gary Newman. He did two studies about cheaters, mm-hmm. male cheaters and female cheaters. Cheaters. It's the biggest longitudinal study of cheaters. What he found that seven percent of the time for women, eight percent of the time for men. In terms of the reason why people cheated, it was only seven to eight percent was just for sex. Over ninety percent of the time, the number one reason why people cheated, it was either a lack of emotional connection or a combination of a lack of emotional and sexual connection. Totally, emotional connection is the key to. Everything. That's why a lot of people have emotional affairs. affairs. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And what they you, feel celebrated and, and community yeah. and they're loved. I and, get it. And when you work all so hard all day and you come home and then the dinner's not on the table and your wife doesn't have time for you and, and you, you know, the kids are doing this. And I'm look, understand, I'm not saying it as women is our responsibility solely. Absolutely yeah. not. It's, 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 it needs to be a joint effort, but for me, like when I read that, it was like, this explains so much. Mm-hmm. This explains everything. It makes sense. And, and making the time to have that connection foundation in your relationship is key for your marriage, which also has wonderful repercussions for your kids. If your marriage is connected, you're going to fight less. You know, yeah. like the way he chooses food is going to be less annoying. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. he's like, what do you mean you put the he's TV on? He's just like on? picking it's, on something because yeah. we're fighting so much. It's yeah. like... Yeah. I don't know if he really cares. You know, I don't. Yeah. Oh, well, we, I mean, we could talk to you for a date. We're going to need you back. But also, by the way, you should start your own podcast if you have, who has the time. I've been, I've been in talks about that. You you definitely should. Um, We're going to take a quick break and come back and find out 
just how in the world Dr. Jen Mann could possibly be a shitty mommy. We'll be right back. (laughs) 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details just pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then, simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So, when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Okay, we're back. We've taken a deep breath. My God, that was so... I cannot wait. By the way, I just need to say, I can't wait for Cutter, my husband, to listen to this show. I feel like we're going to call you and just come in and have some couples therapy as well, possibly. (laughs) But you gave us... Before we get into Shitty Mommy, thank you. I really feel like... You gave a big gift to me personally today, and I feel like you too, and I'm sure a ton of our listeners really, um, a lot of this will hit home for them. So thank Thank you. you. My pleasure. Um, So first, I'm going to throw to Jenna. She's going to share a shitty mommy of one of our our listeners. Yes. Okay. Shitty mommy. This is really funny. So it goes like this. My six-year-old daughter found my old camera I used on my honeymoon. There were two photos of me that were very PG-13 on the brink of an R rating. Walked in on my daughter a couple days later attempting to take the same sort of photo on her little kid's camera. <laughs> that was the most awkward conversation I've ever had to have. How do you discipline for something they saw you do? And she says, the little girl says, daddy had to, t- oh, the mom says to the daughter, daddy had to take that photo of my bottom to show the doctor because I got a boo-boo. That was the best I could come up with to tell my daughter. <laughs> I wanted to die. So good. That's so good. Yeah, I, I, I think that was a really creative, fast yes. response. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind yeah. of impressed. Yeah. Because I do, look, I do think, especially with this generation of kids <laughs> that is so into Snapchat and Instagram mm, and like you, yeah. we keep them off as long as we can. But I think it's really important to hit home at a very early age. Mm-hmm. We don't take pictures of our private. We don't take pictures of our tushy. We don't take these pictures, right. like, and we don't share them. I mean, because it also, when you have kids sending pictures as they get older, like, it becomes against the law. Like, it, yeah. So I, I think she actually did a, a, a really good job. job. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Dying laughing. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a shitty mommy story I, for I us? have a, sh- a shitty mommy story that really embarrassed my daughters. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So anyone who's watched my show, Couples Therapy or Family Therapy, knows that my favorite word is like I, I feel that word. It, it 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 emphasizes things. It can be used in so many different ways. I grew up in an edgy music business family where it was just kind of part of the parlance at the dinner table. And you know, I knew it just adds not, like emphasis. Yeah, right? I knew where to use it, where Passion. not. And you know, like at in our home, like I don't mind at home if my daughters use these words. But so I got a phone case that had the word gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fans of mine would eat, would notice like on Instagram, like, you know, I'd put my, my uh, phone under the chair while I do therapy 
on the show and like fans are always like, oh my God, like where'd you get your phone case? It's so great. Right. It's so great. So I go to school for an event and the kids are all singing and I'm taking pictures and oh I'm like getting God. up close <laughs> and like, and I notice like on my daughter's faces that like something looks a little weird. I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassing them. I'm one of yes. those obnoxious moms taking too many pictures. So then we go back to the classroom. I'm taking some pictures and my daughter pulls me aside. She's like, your phone says on it and all my friends are pointing to <laughs> oh, it and they're like God. they're totally free like you got you like yeah. so i took the phone case off as you can see i that no longer got have my literary case yeah yeah i was yeah if let me know in a few years if i can put it back on i think in high school maybe you'll be cool with it yeah. but till then i i had to take the phone case off that yeah. is awesome. so yeah. funny that's really good i have so, i'm with you though i have such a strong yeah. opinion about curse words because yeah. i think that they're words in the english language yes. right and they're ways to show passion or uh, yeah. to emphasize something and like i i just don't think it's as disrespectful i, I mean you can uh, use some, it in a way to, to yeah to me it's how you use it like if my daughter's said you right. that I would yeah. have a huge problem right with. or if they use it to oh, be f- mean or cruel yeah. but like you but drop something you say oh f-, or like i like or it was f-ing i'm huge. so f-ing yes. upset yeah. like right. i'm so f-ing yeah. happy like, i don't care either wait i love I mean, it, your passion like right. that's awesome yeah so yeah i got it <laughs> well thank you so much again my pleasure truly this was wonderful and jenna i'm gonna throw to you okay. to close this out Okay, so this one, it's funny because I was just saying this to my son last night. So mama said, mothers are not short order cooks. What's on the table is what's for dinner for the whole family. If you don't like it, breakfast will be really good tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> Amen. Bye, guys. guys. Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. The sponsors for this episode of Mama Said are Genucel. The Genucel jawline treatment is yours for free when you order the classic Genucel plant stem cell therapy. Go to genucel.com or text MAMA to 77453 to order now. Dole. Check out Dole Crafted Smoothie Blends. Find them in the frozen aisle. True Car. For a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car.